today on Real Radio. It's kept by the power of positive thinking. Is that what it says? Nope. I'm kept by the power of who? God. You need to underline that. You need to meditate on that. When you get hit on your heels and you're wondering, oh my goodness, wait, I'm kept by the power of God. Welcome to Real Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. On today's edition of Real Radio, Pastor Jack now continues his series called The First Epistle of Peter with a message called From Here to Eternity, Part 1. It's been said that just a pat on the back really goes a long way. And the Apostle Peter understood this, and his words of encouragement arrived just in time to bring comfort and inspiration. Even though many Christ followers of Peter's day were suffering under the heavy hand of the Romans, Peter reminds them that these trials and persecutions will not defeat them. We have a big decision ahead of us, so it's time for every Christ follower to set their sights on heaven, and unlike the world we live in, it is undefiled and incorruptible, an inheritance that will not fade away. Heaven is a living hope, reserved for us through salvation in Jesus Christ. Peter tells us that in this promise from God, we find joy. Even through the grief and pain of this life, we are saved by faith and on our way home to forever be with the Lord. So today on day three of this message, Pastor Jack goes on to say that heaven is so awesome that Peter really couldn't describe it. And for the Christ follower, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord in heaven with him. The curse of sin will no longer affect us. It's the power of God that keeps us today, but will also see us through to the end. And now in his message called From Here to Eternity, Part 1, here's pastor and Bible teacher Jack Hibbs. How do you get an inheritance? Somebody has to die. You don't do anything to get an inheritance. Somebody has to do something. Somebody has to die. (laughs) So Jesus dies, you get the inheritance. And awesome too, it's free of taxes too, by the way. Government's not gonna take anything of it. (laughs) But what what else happens? Well, it's incorruptible. By the way, listen, the uh, this is kind of technical, but it's cool. The word incorruptible, undefiled, and fading not away. uh, Those three things in the Greek language is a militant word usage. It means that what is said is is most often used in a military context, meaning that there is a defense that is set up to protect the inheritance against anyone or anything that is corrupt. It means that they defend against anything that can defile. It means that they defend against anything that would cause it to diminish or decay. It's a very, very incredibly powerful unfailing statement that God, as it were, has set in position for your inheritance as a believer, you, that whatever you're going to be getting from God, because Christ rose from the dead, it cannot be defiled in any way, shape, or form. It's reserved in heaven for you, and it is pure beyond your imagination of pure. You know, look, we love this in, in, in practice in some ways. Christmas morning, birthday gifts, whatever it is, it's like, oh, what I get? I can't wait. Let's open it up. There's an excitement about that. Imagine that in absolute perfection. When God has for you your arrival into heaven and God is going to say, come over here. This has been reserved for you 
Since before the foundation of the world, this is your future forever and eternity. You're not gonna open it up and say, send it back. Is there, is there return mail on this? No, no. It will be you the way God wanted you to spend eternity. Paul the Apostle said that regarding what God has planned for us, the Bible says he saw heaven and refused to describe it. He says words are not lawful to talk about it. Whatever it is, it's going to be amazing, people. It's going to be awesome. God is going to be giving all the way that he purchased through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful thing to think. Hmm. The second thing we see here is in verse 5. And from all the way on our journey and our pilgrimage from here to eternity, we can be assured in the fact that God cannot fail. He will not fail. He cannot fail. Now, we'll get to this now today, but we won't be able to fully develop it until next time. But when we talk about God not failing, look at verse 5. Mark it down, please. Those of you who are discouraged, this is for you today. Look at it. He's talking about you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation. Now watch this, people. Through faith. If you're here today and you're doubtful, you're, you're, you're timid, you're insecure about your walk with God, you're, you're hurting a little bit, you need to understand something. Do you have faith in God? I didn't ask you how much faith do you have in God. Do you have faith in God? In other words, I'll ask you this. If right now you could vote on a, on a, on a ballot for you to succeed or for God to succeed, what, which one would you vote for? Which box would you check? If you had a box to vote on and check, would you say, I want all of my will done in this life or all of God's will done for my life in this life? Which box would you check? If you would check the box for God, it's because you have faith. This is the faith he's talking about. So don't cast yourself out because you didn't raise your poodle from the dead yesterday in your great prayer of faith. It has nothing to do with it. Are you for Christ? Do you understand and desire his doctrine and his word? You say, yes. Well, then go back up now. You who are kept by the power of God. This word kept is an amazing word. It is a, listen, it means to be personally guarded, personally guarded, personally protected. It means to be surrounded by external force for safe keeping. This week, Donald Trump came to L.A., and the detail of his security because he came to LA was a very high level of danger. And so they, they did extra levels of security. And he was, this word, kept, garrisoned by levels of security. Nobody could have gotten to him. Think about that on a human scale. Now think about it regarding God being your protector, your defender. God's word says, listen everybody, I garrison you personally all around. I set the powers of heaven to defend you in this life from here to eternity. I'm gonna get you all the way through. I'm gonna make sure you're, you're well kept by me. Notice it's kept by the power of positive thinking. Is that what it says? I'm kept by the power of, nope. I'm kept by the power of who? God. God. You need to underline that. You need to meditate on that. When you get hit on your heels and you're wondering, oh my goodness, wait, I'm kept by the power of God. You've been garrisoned about. Ephesians 4 verse 30 says that 
We're not to grieve the Holy Spirit of God because, listen, we were sealed for the day of redemption. And that Greek word for sealed means the seal can't be broken. Can't be broken. You say, Pastor, are you talking about, are you, do you believe in eternal security? Absolutely I do. Eternal security for those who are born again. You have a problem with that? That's what the Bible teaches. So what am I, are you Calvinistic or Arminian in your view? I'm, I'm neither one of those guys. Look, I'm Calvary Chapel. I, got, I was saved, schooled, and ordained at Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa. Chuck Smith, it was a, it's a, you, the ordination moment of me was hilarious. I'm sitting in Chuck Smith's office. He, I'm sitting in his chair. He, he gets up. I didn't know where he's going. He gets up and he just, said, he just puts his hand on my shoulder and says, Lord, bless what's happening in, Ch in Chino Hills. Just bless it, God, and you do whatever you want to do out there. And, and he walked out of his office. So I'm sitting there waiting. I thought he went to the bathroom or something. <laughs> About 10 minutes later, a secretary comes back and she goes, can I help you? I said, I'm just waiting for Chuck. She goes, he went home. <laughs> and uh, two weeks later, I got my ordination documents from Pastor Chuck. You say, well, that's kind of lackluster. Hey, listen, here's the deal. God moves, God works. He's doing his thing. And the remarkable thing about this is to be kept by the power of God and then sealed. I am not John Calvin's uh, disciple. I'm not the uh, Arminian disciple. Listen, God built his church and sealed his believers and uses them before Calvin Arminian was ever born. Listen, listen, you and I, I hope for years I've been teaching you to, to go where? To go where? Listen, be no man's disciple. Don't be my disciple. Listen, none of us be any man's disciple. Well, I'm of, I'm of Calvin. I'm of a man. No, listen, won't you be of God? Be of God. Read this book. Cover to cover, read this book. Be, listen, be one man's disciple. Be, be the man Christ Jesus disciple. Nobody else's disciple. Get your theology from the word of God, okay? Listen, you'll never fail. You'll never be, never be led astray. So I'll get tons of hate mail this week because of the thing I just said, but I'm 100% confident and assured because God's word has spoken to us. He says, you come to me, I'll never turn you away. There's a lot of people who claim to be believers, but they're not born again. They look like they lose their salvation. The only thing is they never had it. No, listen, you're born again, you're going to heaven. You born again, you run away from God, you're gonna get a bloody nose. If you're born again, he's going to go after you. It's going to be a rough road. If, listen, if you run away from God and you just, you, nothing's happening to you, it's because you're not his. <laughs> Very simple. Book of Romans tells us, by the way, on another note, that his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You know, he will not fail us. He, he won't do that. And then the third and final thing we end right here is that we're assured because we know that he, it is God who brings salvation. And look at verse five. It says, ready to be revealed. What is ready to be revealed? It says that who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, the salvation is ready to be revealed in the last day. You say, Jack, wait a minute. I thought I, I was saved. You are saved. Well, then what does this mean? This is the totality of you. It's a, listen, and we're almost done. This is important. It's regarding the salvation of you in totality. See, I don't get you. What do you mean? 
Listen, your soul and your spirit is born again now. You are saved. If you drop dead, if I drop dead right now, I'm going to heaven. You say, well, wait a minute, your body, but, but your body, my body's here. I'm gone. If you come to my funeral, that's fine for you. I'm not coming. <laughs> I won't be here. Oh, look at Jack. He looks so peaceful. <laughs> I won't be here. It'd be just this stinking skin of mine. Listen, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. This word re uh, reveals the fact that it's all going to consummate at the return of Christ when the resurrection takes place, watch, for the believers who have died or those who are alive at the time of his appearing, the rapture. When the rapture takes place, the dead in Christ will what? Rise. And we will be changed in an instant and join their bodies with their returning soul or spirit to meet them in the air, John 14, verses 1, 2, and 3. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. 1 Corinthians 15, like verse 50 to 53 or 4. Go look it up later. If I drop dead right now and I fall over, I'm gone. I'm, woo, Lord, gone. Okay? This salvation is the salvation that takes place when the body's resurrected. Salvation totality. Now, this is amazing because this salvation that's going to happen, God, as believers of the Bible, uh, resurrection has to take place. You know, your body, your body, if it turns to dust, God's going to reconstitute the dust. You know, you never cease to exist molecularly. Your molecules are floating around somewhere. If, I mean, not yours, but a dead believer's body, he's, he's in heaven, but his body's in the dirt, whatever. Listen, when the resurrection happens, God's going to assemble your parts. It's not hard for him. Yeah, but what if part of me blew away and... Part of me's in Nebraska. Part of me's in Honolulu. <laughs> what if I get eaten by a shark? You still, you're just in a bunch of molecules. That's all. You just, you're out there. And God's going to rip, God's going to assemble your parts. He's going to, he's going to resurrect you. And, and this is the, this is the good news. It's going to happen. And, and the word in the last time, it means that we're nearing it. It's coming up. The train is about to pull into the station. We, listen, from here to eternity, we, we, know, we know from Scripture that we're really close to the end. He's given us all kinds of indications from the Word. And here's what's fun. When you and I are resurrected from the dead, it, listen, if you have a limp, you're not going to have a limp. Now, we don't know much about this, but we know that we're going to be resurrected in glory. All, all traits of sin or, or a remnants of sin is gone. If somebody's uh, crippled, will they be crippled, resurrected? No, no they're going to be absolutely removed in their body from the things that the curse of sin did to humanity. How's that? Is that good news? You say, well, will I be ugly? I don't think you'll be ugly. <laughs> You've heard the saying, he's ugly as sin. Well, sin will be removed and you'll be beautiful. <laughs> Isn't that great news for us? It's like, See, don't you want the Lord to come? And I give you a few verses and we'll end with this. This is good stuff. Listen, Every, listen, this, listen, you want to have a, this is a test. I'm not joking. This is a test. How do you know right now if you are a true follower of Jesus Christ and that you're going to heaven? Do you possess right now within you a true passion to meet Jesus today? If you don't have that, 
then just know this, you're only a religious person. You say, I don't believe that. I knew that, so I have some verses for you. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28, look and listen. Hebrews 9, 28. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. You said, didn't he die for everybody? Yes, he did, but only the many get to benefit from his death. The many are those who trust him. He died for everybody. He died for Stephen Hawking. He died for Adolf Hitler, but they're not benefiting. Do you have faith in Christ? To those who eagerly wait for him, says the Bible. You see the qualifier? Do you eagerly wait for him? He will appear a second time to those who are eagerly waiting for him. And I love, the, I love this. Apart from sin, what does that mean? This is great. It means that when he comes back for those who are eagerly waiting for him, sin, the issue of sin, the topic of sin, the concept of sin, it's not even on the table. It's gone. You want to know why it's gone? Because those, the Holy Spirit who dwells within those, those are the ones who identify that they died at the cross with Jesus 21 centuries ago. Your life is dead in Christ, hidden in him, right? And you live now in newness of life, says the Bible. When he comes back for you, it's not, there's no topic of sin coming up. Woo! Right? Watch this. For salvation. He's coming to pick you up, you who long and eagerly anticipate his return, to pick you up to the consummation of your total salvation. Your mind belongs to him. Your spirit that lives forever belongs to him. But your body in that moment will be transformed. Next verse. 1 John 3, 2. 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now we are the children of God. Notice the confidence in John's statement. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, that is, be like. What are we going to be like up there? But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Final passage, and then we end. Titus 2, 11 and 13. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godlessness or godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom and righteousness. That's doing the right thing. And devotion to God. Verse 13. Looking for. The word means anticipating. The blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior. What's his name? Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That marks the believer. Oh, Lord, come today. Now, do we make plans? Of course we make plans. Do you, do you plan on uh, education and, and buying a home or doing this and, and saving? And Of course you do. Occupy till he comes, says the Bible. But look, we, we're smart. And as we prepare for a life that could go on for five days, Uh, years or 50 years. We prepare, but we're preparing mostly forever. How's that? We've given our hearts to Christ. We're following God in this world. We're always keeping our eyes just above the horizon, just above the horizon. Church, let's stand. Did you see the sunset last night? First of all, did you see the day yesterday? During the day yesterday of 
off and on, intermittent rain, sunlight, the sun with the wind was blowing so the clouds would come by. And in one moment, the sun would be on you and then it would be cloudy or dark and then a little bit of a drop and then this, it's just gorgeous day. And you look around and yesterday, I think I got a picture of it. There was a moment where the sun was bursting through in between some clouds and you could see the beams of light coming to earth. And I first thought in my mind was, I wish I could walk on those beams. I wish I could go over there and, you, you know, and walk on them, just walk up there. I just want to walk through that. And then the next thought was, Lord, this would be a great moment. If I, I, mean, I don't know, I'm just saying, God, if I was planning the whole thing, I'd do it now. You see, when we say, oh, Lord, come today, when your friends tell you, oh, Lord, come today, they're not weirdos. They love the, the, the truth that their sins have been washed away in the blood of Jesus. They're humbled by that because they know who they are. I know who I am, but he's washed away my sins. And the work that he started in doing that, he's gonna finish because he never leaves the job. And someday, because Jesus is resurrected from the dead, he's going to call me home. The train's going to pull into the station, and I'm going to step off. And the Bible tells us, we know from, from uh, the book of Acts, that Jesus will stand and greet, just like he did Stephen. He's going to greet you. He's going to greet me. And then, according to Zephaniah, God is going to get so delighted over the fact, Jack, all right, I've been waiting Welcome home. Ah, oh, it's going to be awesome. Father, we can't wait. I mean, we will wait, but we can't. We will, but we can't. We can't, but we will. We'll live for you, Lord, if we all die of old age. And your Holy Spirit will see to that. I'm not making some pledge <laughs> to you. I can't keep that pledge. I have no strength in doing that. But I know your Spirit will take me all the way through to the end. Lord, if you come back today... It's a great day for you to come back. I know that's going to happen too by the same power, by the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Lord, we love you today. We thank you. Father, may we go out right now. We're all going to go to different places, different cities. Wherever we go right now, Father, because of what you've invested in us this morning, may we be a, a little bit more bold today in our confidence because our confidence is in the living God. We pray in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs, here on Real Radio, in his message called From Here to Eternity, Part 1. We're so glad you joined us today, and you know, our hope is that you have chosen to follow Christ and that you're ready to arrive at your final destination. From Here to Eternity, Part 1, is part of Pastor Jack's series called The First Epistle of Peter a series that takes us through the life and times of the Apostle Peter, whose love for Jesus Christ carried him through great persecution and whose compassion for others still inspires us today. And we'll continue on the next edition of Real Radio. Now, if you've accepted Christ as your personal Savior, but you really don't know just what happened or where to go from here, we'd like to help you along in your journey. Simply go to our website, reallifewithjackhibbs.org, and click on the tab that's labeled No God. That's K-N-O-W, God. 
There's a video there about knowing God that you can watch, along with a brief explanation of the salvation message. Once you truly understand the love God has for you and the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross for you, it's going to change your life literally forever. That Know God tab also gives you some basic steps that'll help you grow closer to Christ and help you share His love with others. And please let us know about your decision to follow Jesus by giving us your email address. We're here to help you understand that love that Jesus is offering to you for free, no matter who you are or where you are. Again, our website, reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. I'm David J. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Radio.